I'm honored to bring to the podium for the second time ever, right? Mrs. Victoria MFA Mensa to give us the word. Hallelujah. Come, come. What you are doing? Aha! MFA Opedede, 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 MFA Opedede. I'm here only on this side. What about this side? Aha! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Please, God bless you. Hallelujah. It's an honor to be here this morning to share the word of God with you. Before I start, can we kindly close our eyes and pray? Father, we thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, the one that truly teaches, the one that truly reveals. We are here to study about Christ and we know that you would make all things clear to us. Your spirit will give us deeper meaning and understanding even as we hear your word we thank you sweet holy spirit for always being there to counsel and to teach us father i am just a vessel use me just as you want and you please use me exactly the way you want these people to know what you want and what you have for them in jesus mighty name we've prayed amen so for it's been like four weeks we've had four preachers talking about um sacrifice in different forms the sacrifice of jesus christ that was from moses then i remember papa p came come, came in and he talked about giving sacrificial giving then kweko came in talked about sacrificial living living for god now that you know that this is what jesus has done for you he dying on the cross the pain he went through what does it mean now what kind of life are you supposed to live now that's what kweko came to take us through then papa p came to take us through giving says that there are different forms of giving then patricia came to do a summary of everything they've done so today my topic is quite is also under sacrifice and the title of my my sermon is the power of sacrificial service unto god the power of sacrificial service unto god and before i start what's the power that comes with sacrificial giving. I want us to understand first and foremost, God likes to work with us. He enjoys working with us. It's just like the way, I know I've been watching movies and I'm sure it's something that they do. I see that sometimes the fathers especially, they, they say bring your son to um, work day or bring your child to work day. So sometimes they go to work and they they let their children get to know the kind of things they do at the workplace. So if your father is a doctor, he takes you to the hospital. So you see your father working and you're happy and your father will be telling you that, oh, at this time, this is what I do. We go for the operation. We do this. We do that. And you get excited. Oh, so this is what my father does. And he does it along with you. And vice versa, sometimes to the, the parents go to, let me not limit it to father, both mother and father. Today is Mother's Day. I have to be careful. <laughs> So both the mother and the father also can go to the school. It could be bring your parents to school day where they will exhibit their profession, whatever they do. And as a child, you'll be sitting there, you'll be so proud of your, your father or your mother whilst they talk about what they do. So God likes to work with, that, with us. So when we say serving the Lord, it's not just you working and God is sitting somewhere and just waiting for you to do whatever it is he has called you to do and when you are done he says okay you've done well take your reward and go no he's with you by you for you working together hand in hand that is how it all starts and it all begins so the motive is very important when you want to serve the lord and you feel like i want to do it so that god will be proud of me no he's proud of you already he is the moment you became saved, you became born again. That was the beginning of him being proud of you. You chose the right path. You decided to follow Jesus. So he's already pleased with you. Now, the whole point is he now wants to work with you 
for you to see his power and his might. You have heard of it. In fact, it is in the hearing that you came to believe and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. But we need to see the manifestation of the power in you. And how do I see the manifestation of God's power? One of the major ways is by the serving of the Lord. It is very important to serve the Lord. And another thing, I want to lay out certain points before we go into scripture. Another thing is, when you know that you are working with the Lord, not just for the Lord, with the Lord. In fact, all the time, tell yourself, I am working with the Lord. If you say, I'm working for God, you might give up at the end of the day. Something will cause you to give up. And I tell you that anyone that serves the Lord, you go through a lot of challenges. You go through a lot of attacks. So many things. You encounter a lot of things. So the moment you know you are working with the Lord, you don't end up a better person. Because a lot of people are working in the church and they are becoming better. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. It's, it's all about the minds. They are not wrong. For you to say, I want to work for God, it's not a wrong, it's not a bad thing to say. It's not. It doesn't mean that, um, how should I put it? Maybe you want to show that you are proud or anything. It's, it's a good thing. To say i want to work for god but along the line there could be certain things that because you are saying i want to you might look at yourself to do the thing so you might not be able to overcome it but when you say i am working with the lord you realize that god will help me no matter where it gets to i just have to fall back on him and he's going to help me to do whatever it is and another thing is you don't look at people when you are working your focus will always be on God because I am working with the Lord. Imagine if you go to the operation room and you are the junior doctor and there is a senior doctor there. When you go together with the senior doctor and you're operating, you are at ease. It's better for, like, you know that, oh, the senior doctor is with me. So at least we can do, we will do well. This operation will be successful. But when the senior doctor just sends you to go alone and work on the operation, if you don't take your time, you might be so scared. That you might fail but because the senior doctor is with you your mind like you see him at all times doing though sometimes he can even be he can make you be the one be in charge but he's standing by you giving you the instruction do it this way take this instrument do it that way take this do this at this point wait wait you see this thing happening it doesn't mean you should rush and forgive me i'm not a doctor so i can be very specific but i i know you can relate to what i'm saying he can tell you at this point wait the blood will come out when it comes out don't stitch it yet thank you holy spirit don't stitch it yet wait let the blood come out before you stitch it so he's giving you instructions but when you are alone operating you'll be wondering hey what will doctor say by this time what am i supposed to do at this point so you become so frustrated so that's what leads to the frustration and the bitterness the fact that we don't have that mindset that i am working with the lord service unto god yes but service with the lord makes it much more better all right so please let's go through the scriptures all right so my first scripture i want to talk about I want, there are so many power that comes out of um, service, sacrificial service. I want to focus on three major ones. Power, patience, and long-suffering. Power, patience, and long-suffering. So let's take our first scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Ephesians 4, verse 1 to 3. As the project the scripture, this power is what starts with you, runs through with you, and becomes your reward at the end of the day. So let us look at it, the three of them. I'm sure they will be in it. He said, Therefore, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the provocation. That means calling. As we are all seated here, we all have a calling. It's not only pastor. It's not pastor alone. We all have a calling. It's not by random selection you are sitting here. It's not that you saw a church and you joined it. It's God that placed it in your heart to join. You have a calling in Grace Army Church. So he's telling us that working worthy of our calling. Where would... Please, can you give me another? King James, I, I want it very simple and... I then, the prisoner, 
I then the prisoner in the Lord make this request from my heart this is Paul talking to the church that you will see that your behavior is a credit to the position which God's purpose has been giving you with all gentle and quiet behavior this one doesn't have the words patience long suffering and love in it I think any I therefore the prisoner for the Lord appeal to and beg you to walk let lead a life worthy of your divine calling thank you to which you have been called with behavior that is a credit to the sermon to God's service thank you amplified let's move on to verse 2 it's 2 to 3 living living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind humility and meekness unselfishness gentleness mildness with patience bearing one another and making allowness because you love one another now sometimes the scripture um interchange patience and long suffering because there are some verses it will give you all the three some verses it will talk about patience it will talk about um, long suffering together as well so now before you serve the lord at least these three things must be constant in your your life the ability to love the people you are serving the ability to be patient with them and the ability to suffer long for them these are the sacrifices that you'll be making every day and bear in mind the people you will be serving you are serving god but god will give you people you are supposed to take care of let's think about it how can you go and serve god will you go to heaven and go and say god you want water can i give you water it's not possible so our service to god is actually to read the bedroom and even those beyond that is our service because it's the body of christ so if you are serving the church you're actually serving christ because we are the body of christ we are what makes up god's body so when you are serving the church you are indeed serving the lord so but for you to do that yes we are all made in the image and likeness of god we all have everything the lord has given unto us but we have certain personal character traits that may put me off i am here to serve you look at the choir maybe you are singing you've prepared your songs then you come and stand and you're singing and someone is not minding you like the person is standing there would you stop singing you still have to even love the person even more you don't have to get discouraged by the person's action and inaction to stop whatever you are doing. You are an usher all the time. You are sweeping, you are cleaning. Then all of a sudden, you realize that ah, this thing, the Lord has actually dealt with me concerning the um, cleaning before. You're always cleaning, but yet they are dirtying the place all the time. I remember when we were downstairs, I was cleaning and cleaning, and one day, I was getting angry and agitated because I could see bottles all over. Half someone opens the bottle, didn't even drink and left the thing there. So many things all around. I was like, ah, so can't you just, after drinking it, get up, just pick it and dump it in the bin? Why wouldn't you just do that? And I realized that as I kept sweeping, I became better, I became very angry. And this thing I'm talking about, it's not just us, even in the house. Let's see, you're in charge of washing um, dishes and you wash the dish in the morning then maybe you go out and afternoon you come the dishes there are more than the one you even washed you will get angry so you can imagine the things the washers go through it's not easy whether you like it or not people will dirty the place how can you deal with such a thing so i was sweeping i was angry i was talking i was just as i was sweeping i was having the conversation in my head then i just heard I thought God would say, oh, I see what you do and I'm proud of you. Keep on doing it. No, that's not what he said. He told me, as you are sweeping and as you are cleaning the chairs, pray for everyone that sits on the chair and tell them that as the word comes, let it touch their heart. Let it bring a transformation. Say, ah. Like, how is that? What's the correlation with that? But God was actually teaching me something. For all you know, there is something that the person needs. And when that thing is made whole, all the other things you are seeing, the character traits or whatever, 
will just change. And it takes your prayer to help such an individual. And I didn't know this. I was just, oh, I be the place is dirty. I'm just sweeping. But I didn't know that the ministry of the, the ushers just go, it goes beyond cleaning. I realized that it goes beyond cleaning. That's like, wow, this is amazing. And from that day onwards, when I'm sweeping, I don't complain. If I, it looks like I don't even see the things around. And God was also teaching me something. He was making me understand, like, know that when I'm concentrating on the prayer, I don't even look at, I don't remember, not I don't remember, but I don't see the things that much. You know, sometimes when you're washing and you're singing, by the time you're done, you're done. Yes, so it was the same thing. It was, it was a remedy for myself and for the people. So as I'm cleaning, I'm praying. As I'm cleaning, I'm praying. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And another time, I was sitting here, I remember, and I heard God telling me again, you can't be a loggerhead with anybody in the church, whether your fault or not. It's like, hey, say me to me, baby, no, be a bit come Say you must love at all costs. I'm talking about love, long suffering, and patience. So you must love at all costs. It's like, hey, this one they are asked further because the other one is different. This one, the other one, you've not really done anything to me personally. It's just that you left stuff there. But this one, you yourself have decided to. Um, have a begrudge me sometimes it's not my fault sometimes you just don't like maybe you don't like my face or anything <laughs> so you don't talk to me or like it's just you having your it's, it happens there are some people you just don't blend with okay so if you meet such a person god says no matter what he didn't just say that don't begrudge them he says i must love them by force you must love every church member by force i was like how says imagine if someone holds something against you in the heart and you are leading worship then you come and stand here lift your hands unto the lord everyone do you think the person will lift their hand up if i want the person lifts the hand up and the person sees your face the person might drop their hand or not even sink so even when it is the person's fault make sure you are at peace with that person for the growth of your own ministry it's not about the person anymore it is you for the growth of your own ministry for the benefits of your own calling if not you will stop and these kind of things i'm talking about you might be sitting there by now thinking hey how can i do all of these things it's so difficult like how can i love someone when the person offends me or maybe the person gossips about you and you hear their gossip or maybe you're standing right behind the person when the person was saying it then the following day, I'm supposed to smile. Or you come to church. What shall I open the door? And the person that you opened the door for was the one that goes, You are welcome. It's a blessing. Like, <laughs> how can you do all of these things? Let's look at the next. Let's read the three. We didn't end with the three. Let me end with the three. Then we move on to the next scripture, please. Verse 3 of Ephesians 4. Okay, be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and the oneness of and produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. So when you are doing these three things, you are, you are promoting the unity of the Spirit and the oneness of God in the church. Alright, so let's move on to the next scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 9. This one deals with long-suffering. One of the definitions of long-suffering, when I was checking the dictionary, says, slowness in avenging wrong. You are very slow. But to be honest, when it comes to the church of Christ, you are not slow. You just don't avenge. In long-suffering, you don't avenge. You don't avenge. So it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, However, you possess this precious treasure, the divine lights of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth that are greater and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not of ourselves. So this scripture, the reason why I wanted us to see this scripture is for you to know that love, patience, long-suffering, consistency. In fact, these things I'm talking about, they are the fruit of the Spirit. And you come to realize that the fruit of the Spirit is actually the character of Christ. So in your service to God, it is actually the character of Christ being built in you. 
So that's why there's a contention between your flesh and your spirit. So things makes you angry, you want to fight back and all that. It is because of the flesh. But love, peace, patience, long-suffering, they are all in your spirit because you carry the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God in you. So he teaches you how to do all of these things. So love is not far away from you. Peace is, so if I say you must love, it's not that I'm, you are going to be forced to do it. He's going to just pour it out it will come naturally you don't have to force it it will come naturally and i will tell you how it comes naturally as time goes right after this scripture we'll go to what love is where we can derive love from and how we can show forth love so please let's continue with verse 8 i just needed the amplifier for that scripture so can you come back to a normal yes either King James or any place that will make it simple. We are troubled on every side. It's true. When you are serving the Lord, you are troubled on every side. Your house, they are worrying you. Your your workplace is worrying you. you. Every place you go, just because you are serving the Lord, you will be troubled on every side. Not just in the church, not just by church members, by your family your workplace, everything that you do. The fact that you're a Christian alone now, you'll be troubled in the first place. So you'll be troubled on every side, yes, indeed. Yet not destroyed. We are perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, but not shaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. This is long-suffering, all the things you are going through. Let's move on to the last one, please. Nine. Persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. So you go through all of these things, but because of the love of God in you, you'll be able to sail through, you'll be able to finish, you'll get to heaven. The Lord will be proud of you because of what the love, the peace, and the long suffering He has placed in you. Okay, so now let's concentrate on love the more. Now let's see where love comes from. Romans chapter 4, verse sorry, Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. Now, when you try to say, Lord, I love you, the reason why you should love the Lord should be that you have come to understand God's love for you. If you try to love the Lord on your own accord, without knowing, he says we love him because he first loved us. So if you say, oh, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, what causes you to love the Lord? It is because he first loved you. And in order for you to know God's love for you or the love of God, you must study what Christ did. So I sat down and I noticed that uh, Moses and Kweku actually did that job. They spoke about the love of God. Moses talked about Jesus' death. He says that whilst we, and love was demonstrated in this way. How was love was demonstrated? Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the moment you understand what jesus christ did for you on the cross it's like the love of god is being activated in you so sometimes maybe you feel like ah, why is a grace i mean they're always talking about jesus and his crucifixion his death his grace and the, the power and everything that he has done for you it is so that the love of god will be activated in you so it's it's not something that a church should ever stop preaching on it should be constant because it builds you up if you want to serve the Lord and you hear all of these things, so I have been empowered to do this. That means I have the strength. I have the ability to do all of these things. Wow, then I am up for the tax. You realize that you don't look to self anymore. They are telling you the things Jesus did. So you don't look to self. So that's how the love of God is activated in you. So sometimes when you are down, when you are discouraged in serving the Lord, the best way to help you to get back on your feet is to listen to messages concerning the love of Christ. It's to listen to messages concerning the love or sing songs that have the love of God in it or it's Christ-centered. 
it, it motivates you to continue the journey that is ahead of you. So it is the remedy for us. So love is the ultimate among all of these. In fact, when love produces patience, produces perseverance, produces long-suffering, meekness, all the other things, the pivot of it is love. It sounds so simple, but it is the power to the sacrificial service unto God. The power is in the love of God. Not the love for God, though. The love of God. People say, I am doing this thing because I love the Lord. I love the Lord. No. No, no, no. Because if it is the love of God, you will never even add that, that statement. You will not add it. Because you have forgiven the person. Love teaches you how to forgive. Most of these things, I learned it without knowing that God was working in me. Sometimes people feel like when you are serving the Lord, when you are working in the house of God, or you are doing it, not just the house of God, even outside the church, you are doing anything for God. They feel like it's because you are well equipped. That is why we are doing No, it is a training process. This is actually to build us up in the things of God. So I didn't know something had been taken away. Something bad had been taken away from me till I got married. If I'm arguing with you, eh, I don't stop. We will argue and argue and argue. If I got to a point, my father said I should be a lawyer. Because when you say, I was just, it's still with me though, but now it's very controlled. I would listen, I would listen to whatever you are saying very well and just punch holes punch punch by the time you realize you now you even doubt what you are saying yourself so one day we're sitting in the car my husband and i and something came up he was saying i was saying he was saying i was saying he was saying i was saying then i just heard the lord say something to me and i stopped so he to you was amazed he didn't say anything in the car so we went home then he asked me you you scared me today i was like what do you mean i scared you today said we're arguing all of a sudden you stopped then you started being nice to me in the car <laughs> he said the way i switched and i became nice to him all of a sudden he was surprised then i i told him that if you want to know it was god that told me something if you want to know go and ask god what he told me but and there was something he has been doing to me in the church whilst I was serving him. Like there was sometimes I wanted to defend myself too. Then he would tell me something. Then it calms me down. And he did it for a very long time before I got married. So that day when he did it, I knew exactly what he was trying to do. So I paid attention. Imagine if I had not served in the house of God or I have not done anything outside and I have not been hearing his voice concerning that issue because I knew it was a problem. And he was the one that was always speaking to me on what to do. Imagine if I have not had that training and I got married. Hmm. <laughs> it, will be, it will be a fight of eternity. You get it. God dealt with um, forgiveness. He taught me how to forgive by seven. There were so many things the Lord taught me over. And he's still teaching me. It's, it doesn't end. It will continue to enter into heaven. You realize that this thing drops, this character drops, that character drops, this is dropping. Sometimes you don't even notice. There was a day I was sitting there and he, he reminded me that, have you seen that you stopped doing this thing? I was like, wow, it's true. I have stopped. How is this, how is that possible? So when I was preparing this message, then he brought my attention to all the things he has dealt with me over the years by serving him. And it encouraged me to continue. So it made me believe that no matter what I face in my service to the Lord, I shouldn't stop because it's like I am stopping my growth. When I stop, the moment I stop working for the Lord, I am stopping my growth. It is in the working that the power is produced. It is not in my just come. You see, it's good for us to come to church and listen to God's word. But that alone will not build you up completely. You need to be in a group. You need, you need that communion and fellowship with one another. Like I said, we are assigned to one another. It is not just Sofu. Sofu is the overseer. He is assigned to all of us. But within our groups and ourselves, we are assigned to one another. 
So if you don't serve the Lord in the church and outside the church, you are depriving a brother or sister of growth. What I ha- what Brian Eben has to give to me, I can only get it when I get close to him. How do I get close to him? We must be in a group or something. Something must link us together. If we are just sitting here and we listen to the sermon, when we close, I'll just say hello and we'll go. But what will strike conversations? So if you notice, those, that, those of you in groups, if you notice, you form very strong bonds with your church members, like the group members in there. If you haven't, please start. They are there for you and you are there for them. I remember one day, we came to a choir meeting. Today I'm on you a lot because you are the people I really interact with more. So we came and I, I told them that we must be united and we must check up on each other because whatever happens to me will happen to you. And I told them it is so because we are in the same ministry. The enemy knows that we are all choristers. So he knows what to do to get us to that point that it will affect our worship and our praise. So whatever he will do to me, he will do the same thing to Nanifia. Maybe in a different scene, but it will be the same purpose. His aim will be the same thing. He will do the same thing to Moses. He will do the same thing to Paula, Bevelin, and all that. Oh, man, when simple, then they all started. I, I, I brought up an example of what happens to me when I'm coming to church on Sunday. Oh, I didn't finish. Then one person said, ah, me too. When I'm coming, then someone will tell me that the antenna, the TV antenna, then it delays me and makes my mood like I'm just angry. Some, the person said that she had dressed up and she was coming. Then they call her to go and do. Can you imagine? You are coming to sing. Look a full way to change, like tune antenna. I just, the person is not going to church. Because if you are going to tune antenna, that means the person is not going to church. And you are going to fix antenna before coming. Then another person said, Yes, eh, my mother will do this. Then this one, ah, me to my own. That you, we all realize that we face the same problem. But we would have thought we were alone in the matter. But because we're a group, we notice. So, when I'm going through that thing, I know I'm not alone. I'll know that the Lord is not against me. And it is not from the Lord in the first place. It is something just to temper with my mood. So, if you notice, those of you that work in the church, every Sunday, you realize that you face something before you come to church. Very subtle, mild, before you come. You will not even notice that that is what the intention of whatever you face is. And usually what they affect is your mood. That's the number one target. Your mood. They'll make sure you are not cheerful before you come to church. Even when you are not working in the house of God, they do it to you. So that you not listen to the message, right? So when you come, you are so concentrated on exactly what happened. Your neighbor was just talking anyhow. You were in a good mood and you stepped out and your neighbor passed the comments. So when you came, you were angry and you ran through the service. But when you are in a group, you talk about all of these things and you realize that there will be somebody among you that might give a remedy and you all use it and you realize that it is working. You realize that it is working. That's why he talked about the spirit of what? The unity of what? Peace. There is love being shared. There is unity. There is oneness. Now let's look at the love of God, the love for God, and the love by God. I want us to look at these three things. Now all of these things are potential. We know potential energy and kinetic energy. Potential energy means you possess the thing. So we all possess love. We all possess peace. We all possess long-suffering. We all possess persistence and all the other fruits of the Spirit. Meekness, everything. It's all inside of us. So I can't come to you and say you don't have love. It's a lie. You have it. You possess it. The thing is that you might not be demonstrating it. You are not manifesting it. There is a difference between that. If you don't have it at all, that one, when you, whatever you do, you can't show forth of it. So in order for you to love, to have love for God, you must have the love of God. And the love by God, what I mean by love by God is your demonstration of love. I can't show love to Alinko if God has not given me love in the first place. It will be fake. 
And with time, I will get tired of showing it. And everything that he does will just show it off. But the moment it is of God, I am consistent with it. I am consistent with it because it is being supplied by a source, which is not me. It is God that is supplying that love. It is God that is supplying that love. So Abraham Lincoln told his people that looking at the sacrifice, let me read his quote from here. He didn't know he was actually quoting what Christ has did and what he has done for. He was talking to the Americans, telling them, just like maybe Kwame Nkrumah also stood there and said, Ghana, our beloved country, this is the speech he gave. He says that, that these dead shall not have died in vain. He's talking about all those people that died for for the country, they died for America, all the things that they did. So when it comes to us, the fact that Jesus' death shouldn't be in vain, this is what should happen. That this nation under God, now he's even talking about God, shall have a new birth of freedom. To be honest, I don't know whether the Holy Spirit came upon him when he was talking. Because this is really about the church. It's about that he was talking to America, but it sounded as though he's talking about the church. He said that, that these dead shall not have died in vain that this nation under god shall have a new birth we have a new birth of freedom and that the government of the people so in this case it will become the government of the lord it's not of the people to become of the lord by the lord for the lord shall not perish from the earth I have just replaced God there. But what he said was, government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. But when you look at it in the light of the church, it is supposed to be the government of the Lord, by the Lord, for the Lord shall not perish from the church. So what is government? Government is all about a group of people that have been elected, right? To serve the nation. So anyone that has, is working for God has been selected by God to serve the church and to even serve the world as a, as a whole. So if you, we, are, we all form a part of a government, okay? The church administration, okay? So the church administration is supposed to be by the people, for the people, and of the people. But let's put it this way. It's supposed to be of God, by God, and for God. So my service must be of God for God and by God. Everything I do must be of God, for God and by God. If not, you'll be frustrated. I'm telling you the truth. And we are human beings. There are times that you will feel that way. I feel that way all the time. So I'm not here to preach a message to make you feel like you are doing wrong or whatever. You have, you have a good purpose. Your heart is right. You want to do the thing. You, you want to, but whenever you are doing it, make sure that it is of God, by God, and for God. Any idea that comes, run it through the light of God. Talk to him about Sometimes he gives it to you for the church. He gives it to you. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to help. Yes, even before you choose a group, talk to God about it before you select. Sometimes you may end up in the wrong group. That's why you are frustrated. Sometimes your group, the church group you have joined, that is not where God has placed you. Some of us, we choose it for convenience sake. When you look at all the groups in the church, this one is not difficult. So let me go and join. Then you go and join. Then you are so frustrated. Then you hop into another one. This one, I can see that they are doing very well. So let me just join them. You join and realize that, mm, I don't like this one. We, I think Sunny FM has done an advertisement here that this one is too greasy. I can't do this one. I want someone that will put me in front of the camera and everyone will be seeing me and like. So you also want that. Yes, I'm in front of the camera, but you don't know. It took a whole month for me to stand here preparing the message. But you may be yours is the ushering team. You sweep and you go, right? Me, it took me a whole month. I was telling my husband, it's like every day when I wake up, the Holy Spirit preaches a new message concerning the same message. And as I'm going, I even told him this morning, I don't even know which of them I should preach. So every work has its own dynamism, dynamism and you need the Lord to lead you. you. You've been made for a particular role. So if you go and get into a lane which you are not supposed to be in you'll be frustrated 
So ask the Lord, what should I do? Like I said, it's not random selection. Even the church you should attend. You are supposed to even inquire of the Lord before you go to the church. You have to ask the Lord before you go to the church. So all of you sitting here, it wasn't random. Look at it very well. Maybe you also were going to buy a cocoa and you met a friend, a friend introduced you and you came. It wasn't by chance that you met that friend. The God ordered your step in that manner and in that setting. So for you to demonstrate love, long-suffering, peace, all the fruits of the Spirit, you need to just focus and set your eyes on the finished work of Christ. It empowers you to do his work. You will do more than the man that is using his strength. He uses his strength, but he becomes bitter. So bitter. Always complaining. Always having issues here and there. You know, there are some people, naturally, they like working. They are workaholics. So the reason why they are doing it is not because God has called them or has empowered them. They are just workaholic. And such people, when they are working too, you realize they are talking and they are bitter about it. And it affects everybody. Make sure your focus is on the finished work of Christ when you are doing You are human. Sometimes your focus may deviate per the circumstance or whatever that happens. But just bring yourself back. There have been days that I have felt that way. I have my focus will be drifted. Then I will just I can start I will start hearing a song that is related to Christ. Watch, it is not related to your job, it's not related to the work you are doing, it's not related to what you are feeling or whatever that happened. You will not hear a song concerning the circumstance you face literally, but it will be a song about Christ. It will be a message. You will pop. You will, a message will pop up. You will listen to the message. It will be about Christ. Then all of a sudden, you are encouraged to continue. You are encouraged. Like I said, God didn't tell me that. Oh, my daughter, I see what you are doing. Keep on cleaning and sweeping. Don't worry, your reward is in heaven. He didn't say that. He said, pray for the people. Pray for the people. The answer was in the action. The answer to my my problem. The solution to my problem was to the instruction he gave me clean and pray for the people i don't think if he has said your reward is in heaven i will continue and when it pops up i won't i would uh, be okay thinking that my reward is in heaven i will get up one day and say i didn't have a reward reward heaven into my membrane ah just for a reward if you don't take your time you say god is wicked I'm telling you the truth. You think God is wicked. I should do all of these things to get a reward in heaven. Ah. Ah. I should come. Prepare Do fasting and pray. Come and stand there. Lift up your hands and people will not be lifted. And you tell me my reward is in heaven. Ah. I should sweep. Then they will dirty their place. And I'll say my reward is in heaven. Hey. God. Why? Even our early fathers. They will not let us work before they give us money. When I want school fees, I go, Daddy, school fees time and some chop money. Daddy. Like that, when it's time to eat, he will take his lunch um, bowl and he'll bring it to you. If you don't take your time, he will even go and take the cerelac and bring it to you. He has not worked for it, but he knows he has to eat. So the reward in serving the Lord is the building up of Christ in you. It is not it is not you doing to get some earthly possession and all those things. Yes, they come. They come along. Yes, it is true. They come. You get them. But that's not God's aim and purpose. God's aim and purpose is not that when I work, it's not when I work, I know I'll get a husband quickly. No. Oh, you know, people do that. People work in the house of God because they know that you will be seen. Especially the department that makes you stand in front. You get it? Uh, or maybe opening the door. You see the guy you like, then you open the door. <laughs> then because, because you are working for the Lord, then the Lord will bless you with the husband. You position yourself for the husband. No. 
Yes, or position you for husband. Or bed dressing needs a web bantam. You know. People have that mindset and they get frustrated when they are not getting what they want. If your mindset of serving the Lord is to get material possession, they will come. But that is not the aim. The aim is to the building of the character of Christ in you. That is the whole aim. That is the whole aim. I have five minutes. Let me share one more story and end. I didn't read most of my... I have so many scriptures here. But I, I feel like I just have to bring it down to the realities for us to see exactly what it entails. So I have two friends. They are still my friends in my local church where I used to fellowship. We grew one particular one. We grew up together in Sunday school. In fact, the two of us were noticed in Sunday school. Our place back there, teachers don't clean. Ushers don't clean Sunday school or JY. We do it ourselves. So some of us, will, the teachers don't tell you that you come and clean, you come and clean. You that are living around, we discuss it among ourselves. Then we go and we clean the place early in the morning. So we used to do that. And when sometimes we get there and the teacher is not in. So that particular guy and I, we mobilize the people and we start teaching them. We are Sunday school students. So we'll be teaching our own peers. And God being so good, they listen to us. I don't even now. I'm thinking about how how come they were listening to it's like um Asida and um Sami. Then I don't come. Then Sami gets up and starts to teach them, and they are all listening. So this is this was our genesis together. Then we both find ourselves in the choir. He was a drummer. Then I was part of the people singing. He was very young. They were not minding him. You know, when you go to a big church, there are lots of dramas for you to play. It's not like here that you have to look cool. There, there are lots. Yeah, when someone doesn't come, you are, you are found wanting. That place, if you don't come, but by the time Ebe Drew was so well, ah, in fact, Ebe Drew was so, when they see the original coming, you get up and you give it to them. Now, you that attention. So, this guy went through all of these things and was very young. He started very young, just like me. I think JHS or so, he started playing the drums. Oh, they were lambasting him. They don't give him the chance to play. He went through a lot of things. Then he became good. But before he became good, he became better. Because when he was doing it, they didn't give him the chance. And they were always troubling him. So he became very bitter. So when he's playing, you can't even see it in his playing. I'm not, I'm not joking. It was literal. Like, <laughs> he was so bitter. He was so bitter. So one day, it was time for him to go to school. And he told the church about it. And you know, one thing about the church elders is that they stay to you for a long time. So sometimes when you come and you're asking for things, they might not mind you because of your character. So he asked. And they told him that, the church has a project. I don't know whether it was based on his character. That's why they gave him the answer. But they told him based on him. No, they didn't say based on Based on the church project. We can't give you money to go to school. We are sorry. It wasn't a nice decision by the church though. I don't know what really caused it. It could be true that it's true the church is struggling financially. But they could have maybe linked him to somebody that is financially okay in the church to help. That's why I believe that his character also, because he was, he was having a lot of issues because of the way he was. But I believe so strongly that what caused that strength or character trait in him was because of the things he went through whilst he was being trained as a drama. You get it? That's why it's important to focus on God when you are doing it, when you are going through all of those things, so that you don't end up being bitter. So he became very bitter and he left the church. The reason why he left the church was he got another place that offered to pay his school fees and give him money monthly. That's a very nice deal. They are not just paying your school fees. They will give you monthly salary. So he came and he told us about it. The choir members, he told us about it. We talked to him. People, elders called him to talk to him. But he left. But once 
Yes, they didn't want, they don't want to pay school fees, but you know, that's why I'm saying that whatever it was, the, the church should have done something about it, whether character or what. Because sometimes too, it takes the elders to save you from such things. For all you know, the payment of the school fees would have helped change his character. You get it? So he left. But from time to time, he comes to play for us because of how good he is. And when we are having big programs, always wants the the best when it comes to instrumentalists because of how long it is, it is and all that. He comes in place but when you sit down and you talk to him you realize that the guy is still bitter and my only fear and concern for him is if the other church also does something to hurt his feelings, he might leave and he will go to another church and he might leave and go to another church and might leave because he's what? Bitter. He didn't start that way. I told you about Sunday school. In Sunday school, well, how will you even have that mentality to say, me, yes, so that I saw them and No, that's not why he started. When he was learning the drums, that wasn't his mentality. It's just as an opportunity came, he wanted, but he didn't get anyone to help him. But he should have dealt with that. He should have forgiven the church, the, the, the elders or whoever it is that gave him the answer. So that if you are coming back to play, and what happens is in our church, one, I'm sure one of the reasons why he comes back is when people come and play for special programs, they pay them. So it's most likely the reason why he's coming back is because he will be paid. So he didn't start that way, but it has become his mentality. So when he goes for programs, definitely he'll be expecting payment. So the focus has moved from Christ. So now you ask yourself, how can the character of Christ be built in you when now you are looking at money, money, money? You didn't start that way. But something came up. I don't mind him going to another church, but it shouldn't be what carries his ministry. There are some people that are very good, but they are not going far in ministry because money has become their focus. Money has become their aim. So they are serving the Lord, but it looks like they are serving for money. It's not the building of character in them. And in that same church, some few minutes more, that same one minute. So, okay, I'll make this story very short. The same time, there was a keyboardist. He has finished national service looking for a job. And my, my local church, they have a school and they employ a lot of people in the local and even other locals around so when you go most of the teachers are uh, youth from the church but he went for an interview and they didn't pick him he was so heartbroken and guess what you come and sit here and you play the keyboard felix imagine it was you pastor turned you a job offer then every day you come and sit here and you play how would you feel they've created an avenue for helping the, the, the youth that are seeking employment and he says what pains him is that they picked other members from other locals and he that he plays the keyboard they rejected him it could be true that he failed it could be true Yes, the church is really kept at a tight corner. Like we can see you're not qualified for this job. But because you're a church member, should, I, should we go ahead to give it to you? And as a church member, when you are rejected, will you stop working for the Lord? Will you stop working in the house of God? So, so he too, we spoke to him. We spoke to him. He, what saved him was like one leg was in the church and another one was somewhere else. But he didn't put the other leg in another church. He was playing brass band at like pub, nightclubs, those kind of things. <laughs> so he didn't work. So he was just playing instruments like all of so sometimes he won't come for rehearsal. Why shabu? Yes. Okobo shabu will baby. When we and a shabu no so so and yeah, sorry shabu. Live band. So sometimes when he's playing the instruments, and you're not even feeling it, when I start to say, "Oh, I walk again, I cry my head," they'll be like, "Hey!" But we kept on talking to him. Then he would tell us, "See, I wish I can do something else, but this is the only thing I can do to sustain myself." 
so with him at least he was still there so we're praying together encouraging him encouraging him. my my church the, the school they don't pay that much guess what he got a job at Mantrak. if you know Mantrak, my my cousin works there so i know what they can do the guy is he's 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 well now guess what now he's not just the keyboardist in the church he's the president of the choir I see him sending messages. I'm still on my choir page in my local church. He, the way he's taking care of them, because my choir members there, they are very troublesome. Grace and me, choir, we are okay. And he's consistent. He's encouraging them. Such a person, do you think if someone should have such a case in the choir, he will be the right person? He went through that thing just for others. So that when they come, you say, see, don't leave. You don't know what the Lord is planning. My, that church, that school, they pay less than 500 Ghana cities. Can you compare Mantrak to that? So stay. Wherever the Lord has placed you in the church, stay. It is for the building of Christ in you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to put my hand on your shoulder, but Mr. Mensah is here. Hallelujah. Can we pray for her? Stretch out your hands. In the name of Jesus, may you go far. May you lead other souls. May you pastor souls into the kingdom of God. May you build others so that they will know the blessedness sacrifice in the kingdom the Lord bless your hand bless your head, bless your heart bless your feet may the Lord bless your marriage, bless your husband bless your children, may the Lord bless your home and bless your ministry may you go far, far, far so far only God can take you, may anything designed by the enemy to bring you down never ever succeed, may you walk in ultimate blessings, in Jesus mighty name, Amen God bless you Hallelujah. You are not romantic. You are supposed to hug her and give her a kiss. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let me add quickly. I, I will talk about when I was serving. You know she, what she said? The power of sacrificial service is not just service, it's not convenient service, okay? Pastor Bema Miskantimeba, my journey department we are You don't know. Do you know that my wife and I and Adam we got up at dawn because I was supposed to lead prayer in Tema Community 11 from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every Sunday morning. I'm just using my life as an example. I'm not saying that by force you have to do the same. I'm just using my life as an example. And, and guess what? I get there so early. The people in Tema thought that I live in Tema. They say, which community? I say, no, I come from Accra. He said, which part of Accra? Oh, no, I didn't have a car. Oh, no, I didn't have a car. You don't think that I had a car? I didn't have a car. That was the time where I had the two wheels. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and, and the beauty of it was that I would get there and the anointing would just flow. I did it for several times and then it got to a time, a man walked up to me, he looked up to me, he, he looked to me, he said, hello, it's pastor. I said, I'm not a pastor. He said, no. The way you do it and how you are doing it, you are a pastor. He said, let me tell you, I know that what you are doing is below you, but you do it with joy. Prepare for elevation. That's what he said to me. Now, when you are serving God and it is convenience, it is not sacrificial. But when you have to serve God and you are pushing it out of a place, not because of any man, any man, any man, any man, because your pastor is handsome, his wife is wearing green and you like green color, you, you are not serving the Lord. But where it is void of man, what man can give, what man cannot give, Right as God. Do you know that sometimes 
the money I have to go to church on the Sunday morning is the money for transportation. So when we land in Tema like this, kum, and we walk to the church, transportation is finished. Do you understand? Do you understand? The just shall live by faith. When I shared this testimony with a woman, she said, you too, you live that kind of faith life. You don't plan and live your life well. You want everything God should do for you. Hey, Jesus. When she said that, I laughed. I said, you don't understand. You don't understand. But you know, that is where I saw the miraculous. I keep on saying, because of service, eh, somebody has knocked my door. Putting a mutu and granite soup in front of my door. And putting Adam school fees inside. And I'll come out and come and look on the street. Nobody's there. I'll go outside. Who came out? Who, nobody. So, it, it was so consistent. Listen to me carefully. I'll get up in the morning and say, today, it is rice and stew I want. <laughs> no, I'm talking, you see, miraculous, made simple. I'll get up in the morning knowing that at this time, the food will come. Now I stop hearing a knock. I just go in the morning and I take it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm talking about service to God. Eh? That has nothing to do with man. Your whole focus is on God. You are not thinking about man. What man can give or what man cannot give. Because at the end of the day, what can man truly give? It is only God. So if you are here and the Lord speaks to your heart about doing something for him, don't consider your weakness. Don't consider. I mean, I couldn't even read. Oh. I mean, I like to do math, calculations. I don't like reading. Those days when I, you remember when I was preaching, I'll read and make mistakes. Uh, but you people didn't go away. You are still here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pages, you didn't go. Mama P. Neo. Me, <laughs> MFA, you didn't go. You were here. Sometimes I look, I can't see the whole thing has mixed up. The Lord said, Doesn't matter, you'll be on it. Be on it. So now I read small, I don't make mistakes. It is the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I said, Whatever you do for God, do it for God. Don't do it for man. If you do it for man, you'll be better. I told him to sit here. He didn't sit here. He wants to sit here. Look at his head. No. Leave it. Are you doing it for God? You see, that is the punchline. Service to God is to build character. Is to build Christ in you. So, anytime, 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 you have to do something for God. Don't consider man. Who spoke to me nicely? Who didn't talk to me nicely? Who do you think you are? Who do you think I am? Can I tell you? You are Shelley. You know already. In fact, you are the one who sits down in your room and you know, hey, we did a You know. You know. You know. But God, he deems you worthy to do those things. See, if you are in the house of God and you get the opportunity to serve, serve well. Your blessings you can't count. You remember when Pastor T came here, he spoke to us. I'm sure we'll get to heaven and find out that some of the houses you couldn't build here, the Lord has built them there for you. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. A man of God went to heaven and saw that they had manicured the Lord. He said, hey, really? The Lord said, I build things according to your taste. And if I God bless you. Please, she likes making noise. She likes noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the way, I'm hard on MFA than anybody in the church. It's the truth. So if you think that uh, I'm hard on you, you've not seen it. I'm just cool. Because she, the Lord spoke to me specially about her, so the way I deal with her is a different issue. One day, if you see MFA preaching to 100,000 people, don't be surprised. Because I know what I saw concerning her. Hallelujah. God bless you. MFA, God bless you, Papa. It's a precise message. Hallelujah. 
praise Jesus. At this point, please, can we take our offering? If you brought your tithe, come for and receive it. Praise the Lord. One thing I will add. When you serve God, you walk in the supernatural. Hello? Hello? Somebody's service to God is money is their finance somebody's service to god you look at a project and you say this is my it is this is what i'm supposed to be doing this is me my work you just know you just know another person will feel like i am a prayer if you're a prayer warrior don't go to ocean <laughs> hallelujah if you like do ushering and pray at the same time but don't don't dodge the hard work hallelujah there's a blessing in that one hallelujah praise jesus Yes, you are one. I'm